What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Today is the Week 9 DFS Podcast. Joining us, Frank Stample at, uh, I don't know what your Twitter handle is. That would be at Roto underscore Frank. That's what I thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure, and I didn't want to insult you. There you go. What's up, Frank? How you doing, buddy? What's going on, Will? It's uh, It was an interesting, that's the way I'll phrase it, Week <laughs> 8, where we had, obviously, all these... <laughs> Wind and weather conditions and, and late swaps and, and Metcalf and Lockett keep swip swapping, you know, who's great every single week. But it was, it was a great, it was a great week of football, regardless. I, I, I didn't change anything at the last minute. That was good. Good for me. Um, I didn't grab any Patrick Mahomes. That was bad. As it turns out, the, I, I was under the impression the Chiefs would score three times and then just run the football. And they scored three times very quickly and then kept throwing the football the entire game. That's yeah. 40 plus passing attempts in a game that was like a third is a complete and utter blowout the entire time. Um, that was the miss I had that, that, that you know, if you didn't have any chiefs, you didn't win a ton of money. Um, I had Russell and DK stacks. So that was cool. Very nice. I had no Dalvin cook. That was dumb. Um, Kareem Hunt and Josh Jacobs burned me a little bit. I, I don't think it was bad process on Dalvin Cook though, like questionable leading up to the week. I mean, the guy just went absolutely bananas. He was you know, obviously in hindsight a great GPP play. Uh, and all the Chiefs really are always great GPP plays. It's like, it's hard to pay up for Mahomes in cash because his price is so high every single week, but we know what his upside is. So that's why he is useful for those, uh, you know, GPP tournaments and stuff, but, you know, it, it is hard to pay up for him in those in those cash games. You know, we predicted the game flow, what it would be, and we just thought that they would run in the second half, and everything was set up for them to do it. They just didn't. I, I think they tried to run, and it wasn't working. So they said, The Let's Jets' just... run defense has been better recently, actually. The Jets' run defense is a problem. I think that is something to consider when we're trying to build out these game scripts moving forward for Jet for team because the Jets are bad, right? So you could look at this and say, all right, Cam Newton, Damian Harris – Pat's Jets, so that's on a Monday night, so it's not part of the main slate. But you could theoretically build stuff in that way. But I don't know that Damian Harris will be entirely – I mean, I think they'll have to run, but I just don't know if he'll be entirely effect- effective. Quentin Williams is playing really well and getting better. Yep. And so the Jets' run defense maybe the one bright spot on that terrible, terrible football team. Let's talk about the Seahawks instead, though. They are playing the Bills. Uh, if you listen to the Pick 6 – if you watch the Pick 6 podcast week 9 – Lines look ahead. I told, uh, John Breach and everybody that I really said in the video that this, this over under Seahawks minus two and a half at Bills, the over under was 51. That was erroneous. And it has gone all the way up to 55 by the time since Sunday night, by the time we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. That is a substantial jump. Um, this will be the chalk play of the week for, for DFS. I have to imagine because, uh, Russell Wilson is a dynamic passer. The Seahawks are not afraid to pass, throw the ball, and the Seahawks defense stinks. So Josh Allen could have a bounce back game, right? Yeah, I mean on paper that's this is what it should be uh this is what it should take for Josh Allen to get back on track. He's just been so bad recently. I don't know that you can trust him in cash games, uh but on paper like I do think both Quarterbacks are in play. Josh Allen, 7K. Russell Wilson, 7,600. Obviously, the price tags are high, and we'll talk about some value plays throughout the course that can help you get up to these names. Uh, honestly, if I'm looking at my favorite reliable wide receiver in this game, it is Stefan Diggs at 7,400. Mm. I know that that sounds crazy, but I do think he has the safest floor of all the wide receivers in this game, a 29% target share in the season. The Seahawks give up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. The last five games for Tyler Lockett, 7.3 DK points, 56, 8.4, 5.9, 40. DK Metcalf, <laughs> last five games, 43, 4.3, 27.3, 17.6, 23. So he's been a little bit more reliable, but, I mean, the past three weeks specifically, we've had this trade-off between Lockett and Metcalf, and if I had to choose one, like, I'm going to take the $1,000 worth of savings on Tyler Lockett again. He's $1,000 cheaper than DK this week? 6,800 compared to 78 for Metcalf. Do you think that – I would guess that the chalk – because the chalk was on Lockett last week, I believe. Yes. It was Everybody on. was on Lockett. Yep. I would guess that it's people are going to be chasing it and people will go to DK this week. Have and you that's think, what we've done the past three weeks, right? Like trying to chase what happened? There's so much hype around DK Metcalf right now. Though. Like people talk, We talked about him like, is he the best 
it'd be like, is he a top five wide receiver in football? Would he be your first choice as a wide receiver if you were doing a dynasty? You're like a, you know, you're starting a football team. Is he the first choice of a wide receiver? Maybe. So yeah, I think people will be all over DK. I would guess that Tredavious White will play Metcalf. I would think so too. Like Tyler Lockett. He's a little, they move, they move all these wide receivers around, but Tyler yeah. Lockett does see the most time in the slot. So I would imagine that that makes him the best matchup play against this Bills defense and you're getting him at $1,000 cheaper. Again, it's a little bit tough for cash because he, as we just showed you the past five weeks, like he has a very low floor, but he has a very high ceiling. So that's why if you're just asking me who is the most reliable wide receiver in this game, I actually think it's Stefan Diggs. I would agree with that. And I think you will probably see people build Russ and one of his guys. Um, is it, is it viable to do, is it, is it, I mean, can you do a, a Russ and Josh Allen is $7,000. Russ is 7,600. All right. If you were, if you, if you, so if you had to pick a stack, any stack you can build from this thing, are you going with Russ and a wide receiver or Josh Allen and Diggs? I would go Russ Lockett Diggs, but. It's tough. You would go with Russ and Lockett and then bring it back with Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I it's know. not crazy, honestly, in this game to go Russ, Lockett, Metcalf, double stack Russ and then bring it back with Diggs. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with it, but yeah, I mean, the rest of your remaining salary will have a problem with it. That's 4,000 sure. per person for the rest. Yeah, your two running backs, tight end flex. And you're going to find, you're going to have to find some, yeah, like. So running, your running backs, I don't know. Hey, we still do have some stuff up in the air. Like if there's no Jonathan Taylor, we can get a cheap Jordan Wilkins, cheap Naeem Hines. If there's no Ingram, we can get a cheap J.K. Dobbins. So there are paths to making that happen this week, <laughs> but it's it's definitely not easy. Ooh, it's and J.K. Dobbins. DJ like, Dallas, too. DJ Dallas at 5K if, if, uh, if there's no Carlos Hyde and no Chris Carson again. Yeah, and DJ Dallas looked really good. And Russ trusted him in the pass game. They, they used him in the red zone. He looked like an exp- – I mean – he looked like the reason why they won't pay Chris Carson this offseason, basically. Uh, okay. So anybody else that you have interest from in this game? Mm, no, I'm not getting involved in the Bills running backs. Just although they looked better last week. Zach Moss is pretty good. The one strength of the Seahawks defense has actually been their run defense. Yeah. And I just don't think that this is a, I don't think that either team's going to have the luxury of running the football. Like, they, and we're seeing that with the point total too. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. These defenses stink. They're particularly bad against outside wide receivers, both of them. And both of these teams have quarterbacks with big arms who can throw the ball down the field and wide receivers, outside wide receivers who can get vertical. I mean, it's, this game should be in the seventies and the weather I checked on Sunday and the weather in Buffalo, but I mean, it oh, it looks fantastic. Out. It's going to be beautiful. 63 degrees, no wind. Yep. It's, this is, this is an prime over game. I bet this game, I bet it closes at 57 would be my guess. Would not surprise me. Um, okay. So that's, this is it. If you're playing DFS this weekend, you need exposure to this game. It's up to 55 and a half as of this morning. Yes. Um, I like the Seahawks minus two and a half as well for whatever it's worth. Okay. Moving along to the next game. The Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers minus one, the over under 53. That's the second highest over under of the week. I did not, did not see that coming. Um, which is what my son likes to say. This is a shootout. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think both defenses are definitely suspect for sure. We just saw what Drew Locke did against this Chargers defense last week. So All in the fourth quarter though. Yeah. I mean, he was terrible through three quarters. He was like, oh, the Chargers for real? And then all of a sudden. This is what the Chargers do, Will. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's every game. It's the, like the Chargers and, and getting, the Falcons. I was like, getting my Chargers jokes off on Tuesday night. <laughs> the Spider-Man gif, man. It's uh, the, the Chargers and the Broncos yeah, just looking are. at each other, pointing at each other. You know, it's same thing every single week. So uh, I don't think either defense is particularly good. I think Joey Bosa is like in the concussion protocol as well. So that definitely hurts the Chargers defense. I know we just spoke about some quarterbacks we liked. But uh, I will expand the quarterback pool to both of the quarterbacks in this game too. Like Justin wow. Herbert has been fantastic. He has at least three touchdowns in four straight games. It's like yep. how can how can you fade someone like that? And he's cheaper than the quarterbacks we just spoke about in a, in a game that also has a fifty three total. So uh, at sixty eight hundred, I like Herbert, and and on the other side, Derek Carr at fifty seven. I, I don't mind it either if you want to spend down. 
Uh, who are you stacking them with? I would assume Derek Carr, you stack with either Ruggs or Henry, uh, Henry Waller. Henry Ruggs or Darren Waller, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to trust any of the Raiders wide receivers because they really just don't see a large majority of the targets, right? And, and figuring it out on a weekly basis, it could be an Aguilar week, it could be a Ruggs week, it could be a Renfro. I mean, Renfro's probably been the most consistent of them, but if you do want a pass catcher in... Uh, on the Raiders, I would go with Darren Waller at 5,800. And, and Keenan Allen has been great. Uh, the thing is, the price finally caught up to him. Like, he has been egreg- egregiously underpriced yep. on DraftKings. And now it's finally up to 7K. But he has seen a 30% target share with Herbert as the quarterback. And just one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. So if you do want to stack this game, I'd probably go Herbert, Allen, Waller. So... um Herbert has, this is kind of wild, 33, 49, 25, 34, 43, 43. Those are his pass attempts on the season since he came in. And the 25, he was 20 of 25 against the Buccaneers and threw for three pat three long touchdowns. They're just letting him throw a ton. And the defense isn't so, like, they beat the snot out of Jacksonville, and then Jacksonville came back from a 16-point lead. Like, they're coughing up these leads. He's just having to throw the ball a bunch. So you have the opportunity, I guess, in the fourth quarter to, to sort of build that. And to your point, I mean, yeah, Keenan Allen, I have no problem rolling with Keenan Allen. Would you, if you, if you go Herbert, Keenan Allen, can you then get his, get maybe more of those, um, the Bills and Seahawks wide receivers in your? It's not a huge savings. So, I mean, it, like you'll save if you go from Allen to Herbert. By the way, since, Herbert. since, since Herbert took over as the starter, um, and Ga- Keenan Allen has one game with less than 10 targets. Yeah. His target share has been it's ridiculous. Outrageous. And, and in that game, he got hurt against the Saints, I believe. Yeah. So and, yeah. And it's a pretty good matchup here against, uh, the Raiders secondary, obviously. So, uh, look, you, you, you're not going to save a lot here. Uh, there is a chance that you can combine this game with the Seahawks and, and get some Lockett and some Stefan Diggs. But again, you're like, you're going to have to find values at running back in particular. And, and we could potentially have those if those injuries, um, continue the way that they're trending right now. If there, like, if there is no Jonathan Taylor, if there's no Mark Ingram, uh, but it, it, you know, it, it is tough for sure to get all of those like, names from those, these first two games that we talked about. Uh, speaking of cheap running backs, any interest in just Justin Jackson? Now, you know, I'm not really interested in, in the Chargers running backs this week just because like Troy Main Pope has come on here. So it seems like it's more of a three man committee. It, it is a good matchup, but don't really want to get involved with the running backs here. On the other side, you know, if you do want to live in that mid tier, I think Josh Jacobs at 63 is, is one of the better bets in that price range this week. You saw 31 carries. Last week, and the Chargers are allowing 4.8 yards per carry to running backs, so mm. I think it's a decent spot for Josh Jacobs. They have 140 rush yards to the Jaguars, 115 to the Bucks, 125 to the Chiefs, 122 to the Bengals, and 108 to the Broncos last week. Look at that long run by Philip Lindsay for a touchdown. And John Gruden just likes to feed Josh Jacobs. So, yeah. All right. Um this, I, I think that's probably it. I think it's you've got to hit the stars in that game, and, and that's probably it. Panthers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 10.5. The over under 52.5. Are we going to ride the Chiefs once again? So Well, well we didn't ride them last week. Should, know, we, we <laughs> should, should we get aboard the Chiefs bandwagon against a bad defense again? You probably should. I, don't know, I keep saying again. We weren't on them. Damn it. For the first time, should we get on the Chiefs? Yeah. The answer is yes in GPPs and in tournaments because I do think that there's a lot of ambiguity with this game uh, just regarding we don't know what the workload for Christian McCaffrey is going to be like. He's $8,500, so it's hard to pay up for someone like that when you don't know if he's going to have the same role that he had before. Tyreek Hill's price is back up to Um, $7,100. By the way, Mike Davis is $6,700, so it's not like he's discounted for McCaffrey's return. Yeah, and we have no idea what – like he could see – Ten touches, he could see zero touches. Like we have no idea how Mike. Davis I, is gonna be. I would guess that it is a sixty forty split for McCaffrey. You think so? First game back. I don't think they'll. Well, maybe sixty forty for Davis. I, I just I don't think I think they'll I think they'll try to ease him in. Yeah. So then there's no way you can get involved with McCaffrey at eighty five hundred. Like there's going to be points in this game. It's just both teams spread the ball around. 
Uh, I like what I've seen from Robbie Anderson. He's getting a ton of yards. He hasn't scored since week one. So he's not scoring touchdowns. If I do want some exposure to this game, DJ Moore is probably my favorite just because he's the cheapest option. So 5,600. Clyde Edwards Elair, I, I love the matchup against the Panthers, but he has played just 52% of the snaps since Lev Bell arrived. Those have been blowouts. So that is a problem. Maybe they're just conserving him. But again, like there's a lot of ambiguity with this game. So I, I think it's good for GBPs, but really hard to get behind for cash games. This is, um, probably an unfair comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. In the three games after Saquon Barkley returned early last year from a high ankle sprain. Um, and I'm trying to make the Christian McCaffrey comparison here. Cause I think, I think that's kind of fair, right? Like, yeah. um, crazy. he had, uh, 164 rushing yards in three games, 3.2 yards per attempt on 51 carries with one touchdown, 17 receptions and 154 yards, which are pretty good. Uh, so I think you'll see him in the passing game. I think they will limit what he does in the run game. Like, and if he, and if he's not limited in the like true, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Mike Davis is sort of the running back. And then they bring Christian McCaffrey and rotate him in because you just, I mean, this is your, you don't, you're probably not a playoff team now. Probably realize that, I think, for the Panthers. Like those dreams kind of died the last two weeks. Um, and you, you can't hurt McCaffrey. You just can't get McCaffrey hurt out there. Yeah. I mean, you gave him that massive contract, right? So you do need him healthy for the future. Um, you know, I feel, I don't have the exact timelines lined up here, but I feel like McCaffrey, Took more time to heal up than say. I, I do too. I think, yeah, Barkley rushed back. McCaff- Barkley, I don't think they put on IR. Like he missed like a week or two. No, sorry. He missed. It was week three. He got hurt against Tampa Bay last year and he came back in week seven. Okay. So yeah, no, I, McCaffrey has been out since week two and it's now week nine. Yeah. So, so it is more time. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you remember Barkley started. He, he wasn't, and he played Chicago in week eight last year. It was like week nine and on when he'd started to sort of, you could tell he like was back and, and ready. So maybe enough time. Maybe he needs, you know, I think, I think he'll need, I, I need to see a week of it before I play him. Yeah. Especially at this price. Like we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook is cheaper and Derrick Henry is cheaper and obviously both have massive upside as well. So I lean towards McCaffrey is going to lead the backfield in his first game back and see 60 to 70% of the snaps and workload. Uh, but still, I don't think that's enough to pay up for him at 8,500. Is Miko Hardman on your radar at 4,800? So the targets were up for Hardman last week, and he's another way to get cheap exposure to this game. Nine uh, targets against the Jets, seven catches. Really good game. Yeah. And I... Is Sammy Watkins expected back yet? Uh, that would obviously throw a wrench in things. I, I saw that he's questionable, but obviously recording this on Wednesday and we don't know what the practice is for him. Yeah. I, I would, if I had to guess, I would lean Sammy Watkins doesn't play against the Panthers this week. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get cheap exposure to this game if you don't want to pay all the way up for Tyreek Hill. So also I'm, worth noting the Chiefs have their bye next week. So, and then Oakland, Tampa, Denver. So three really big games for them just in terms of the division and, and playing a, a really good Tampa team. I would guess Sammy Watkins is, uh, is not playing this week. Yeah. That, that would, uh, that would seem to make sense. Hardman is how much is McCall? 4,800 on DraftKings. 4,800. All right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need some cheap plays below 5k. I, I wouldn't actually project more than five targets for him, but I think anything over that is just gravy at that price. I mean, I'm kind of loving this Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Miko Hardman build that I'm putting together. As we're... There's a ton of upside in that team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I won't love it at like three o'clock when I'm, you know, when it's, it's like in the bottom half. When everyone has their floor game. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay. Let's move on. But yeah, I think that, that, that game should be a shootout that over under is climbed by a point or two point and a half or two. Uh, Lions and Vikings. Vikings minus four over under 52 and a half to the Vikings came alive a little bit on defense last week, but not really. They still gave a bunch of points to the Packers and, um, they, they, they opened things up with the offense and Kirk Cousins threw 14 times. <laughs> That's like, at their core. The Vikings want to run the football and the Lions are just this kind of boring team that plays at a, 
slower pace, and it seems like they want to run the football as well. So this is, um, you know, we said this last week about the the Lions game. Like, why is the total so high against the Colts? And they sailed over, too. So I don't want to say that again. But I do like Dalvin Cook. If I'm spending up for one running back this week, it's I'm spending up for Dalvin Cook, and it's not just chasing last week's production. It's a good matchup, and he played a season high, like 88% of the snaps. So Dalvin Cook, my favorite play in this game. Marvin Jones, if you're looking for a lower mid-priced wide receiver. No Kenny Galladay. He's 5,100. The Vikings secondary has been suspect all season, and he is prone to some big games against the Vikings. He had like a four-touchdown game against them last year. So Marvin Jones for sure in play, 5,100, and and then really bargain barrel. Marvin Hall, 3,800, who had over 100 receiving yards last week. I'm just going to note this. Here are the all right. So any time that all right. So his rookie season, Dalvin Cook had twenty two carries, followed by twelve. Twenty seven carries, followed by thirteen. Did not have a twenty carry game in two thousand eighteen. In uh, two thousand nineteen, twenty one followed by twenty. Twenty followed by sixteen. Twenty five. Twenty three. He had a four stretch game with more than twenty carries. At one point, I mean. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, are you concerned that after he had a career high 30 carries last week, that the Vikings will reduce his workload against the Lions, particularly if they are winning? I, well, if they're winning, if they're winning big, but I, I just can't see that happening, Will. It's like this Vikings team, the Lions have been better. Well, the Lions have a 14 point lead in the first quarter and they'll blow it by the second quarter. That's that, that much we know. Yeah. Like I can't imagine either team either like running away with this game. It's a divisional matchup as well. So, uh, I appreciate the concern, you know, coming off 30 carries. Uh, he had a game earlier this year where he had 22 against the Titans and then bounced back with 27 carries the next week against the Texans and just, his workload, what he's, the way he's using the red zone, um, his explosive ability. I'm, I'm Did he get dinged up against Green Bay in week one? I can't I remember. Think, um, I don't know if he got dinged up or if they were. They just get, they were getting blown out. I think out. they were getting smacked around. They were getting blown out. It must have just taken him off the field and like went passing downs. Yeah. I think that the. Cause you're right. His four, usage this year in terms of snaps, 58 in week one. 80 in week two, 74, 74, 41 against the Seahawks, but he got hurt against Seattle. Uh, and then 88 against Green Bay. The score of the Packers Vikings game going into the fourth quarter in that game was 29 to 10. Yeah. It was a blowout. Yeah. So that might be why. And I think the other thing too is like, if you look at Minnesota's schedule, they have, I mean, if you have Dalvin Cook on your, on your season long fantasy league team, you're about to eat because they have the Lions. This week, obviously, he had a great week last week. Then they're at the Bears, which is not ideal. But then Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars, three weeks in a row. That is delicious. Fantastic. Yeah. And so I would, I also think too that these next two weeks against Detroit and Chicago leading up to that really nice stretch of games. I like, I think Mike Zimmer looks at this schedule and is like, all right, look. We're going to give Dalvin, he might be like, we're giving Dalvin 30 carries a game until he can't, until, until he can't walk because yeah. like, we got to get back in this playoff race. And I think he believes that's the way to do it. And that's how they've, you know, I mean, that's been their identity the past two seasons at least. Right. And so it's like, it's hard to get behind either of Thielen or Justin Jefferson. Cause you just don't know what the passing volume is going to look like. It can be 30 passing attempts. It could be 15. So I, there's just too much volatility to get involved there. Okay. So no man, how do Vikings unbelievable. Um, they're just looking at their, like their season. I mean, uh, so you have no interest in either of the, any of the passing guys. I'm not on the, not on the Viking side, on the lion side with no Galladay, just cause the prices are down. Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall. I, I like their price points this week. Can't get involved with the lions running backs because as much as I like Swift and he did play a season high 62% of the snaps, carry on Johnson caught a touchdown in the red zone. So it's, it's still frustrating from a fantasy perspective. May I suggest something for this game? What do you got? A GPP contrarian. So I, I try to like listen to Drew Dinkmeyer over at Establish the Run. Like he's the, he's a pretty he's the best. He is. He's the best. great. Okay, yeah. Um, he does like tournament leverage stuff, where it's so it's 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 I don't want to call it like contr- I mean it's contrarian, 
And the idea is that, so like if Alvin Kamara is the full blown chalk for the week, then a way to get leverage on the field is to play Latavius Murray, which sounds weird, but like if Latavius Murray scores two touchdowns, that's like, you know, 14 or 15 points, depending on where, how far out he is, that the field isn't getting for Alvin Kamara. And so it moves you up against the 40% Kamara. So my suggestion for leverage uh, is a Kirk Cousins double stack with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and that like <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It is, it is, and like this is only one thing you should do. Like if you're mass multi entering, you have like 150 lineups. Like sure, you should take shots on this where you can yes. create leverage because not a lot of people are going to be on that stack. So from a game theory perspective, it makes sense to have one lineup like that. I would just say don't go crazy with it. Yeah, I would not like enter a $200 single entry and go with that lineup. Exactly. Um, but I, but I guess I think it's possible that the Lions come out and score early and that the Vikings are maybe forced to get out of running the ball a little bit more than they want to, although that may not even matter. So, but just, a, just a theory. And, and you could even just do, you don't even have to do the cousin stack. You could just go with Jefferson or Thielen, like a little bit of exposure to either one. I don't think is necessarily a terrible idea. I bet I like your, and I'm never playing Matthew Stafford in DFS again. <laughs> Uh, Texans at Jaguars. Texans minus seven. Jacksonville has an awful defense and one of the worst rush defenses in the league. The over-under is 50 and a half. Imagine that. The Texans are minus seven at the Jaguars. Um, is this, is it time for David Johnson to finally do something? Yeah, so this is such a weird game, Will, because uh, for the exact reason you just mentioned, both defenses are terrible, but how often do we see the Texans favored by a touchdown on the road? It's just, or like, it's even, I mean, it's just weird to see. It's weird to say it. It's weird to see it. They're and a one win team and they're a seven point, they have, they're one in six and they're a seven point favorite on the road. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, Jake Luton, a sixth round quarterback starting for the Jaguars definitely helps with that. But that's why I, I think this kind of limits Deshaun Watson's upside because yes, he has four straight games with 300 plus passing yards, but a lot of those games are where he's, his team is just getting decimated, and he's playing from behind, and he's just slinging the ball all around. So it's ninety percent garbage time. Yeah, he's like the modern day Blake Bortles, which just sounds that's so cool. weird. He's better than Blake Bortles, obviously, but the garbage time comparison. Nothing good ever comes of this, Will. But yeah, David Johnson at fifty six hundred. I don't see how you can at least somewhat be interested. He does not catch a lot of passes. Does not see a lot of target volume, but he is used in the red zone, and it's a great matchup against this Jaguars run defense. It really is. And conversely, I don't hate James Robinson. Now he's seven thousand dollars, so he's a lot more expensive, obviously. But I mean, he, he's there. He, they are going to have to lean on him if they want to win this game. You have a Jake. They're not going to go in there like let, they're not going to sit back and like let Luton cook. I mean, that's that's not going to be the game plan. They're going to feed James Robinson, I think, here. And the Texans' run defense, as we've seen, is one of the worst in football. Yeah, and they are prone to giving up massive games. Derrick Henry had that huge game against his Texans defense, and James Robinson right before the bye had a huge game as well. Houston is allowing the most, 5.7 yards per carry to running backs this season. So he's in, uh, James Robinson's in play from a GBP perspective. Can't really do it in cash. Like if In cash, I'd rather just spend down $700 on Josh Jacobs. But the upside is there for Robinson, but I also think there's a bit of a lower floor too. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know that I'm interested in Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks. Like if I'm choosing one, I'll, I'll take the savings on Brandon Cooks and he has seen a good amount of the targets since Bill O'Brien has been fired. I don't know if that's a legitimate correlation, but it's, for whatever it, it's, it's worth, it's it, happening. I mean, it yeah. is happening. So it's worth mentioning. And like you, you brought up the Vikings pass catchers. I, I don't know that many people are going to be on the Jaguars pass catchers and rightfully so, but. DJ Chark is just $5,200. Mm. So I'll just say his name. DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the games. Okay, Broncos at Falcons. Falcons minus three and a half. The over under 50. Um, I don't see how you can really be that interested in Drew Locke, even though as well as he played in the fourth quarter, he was, he was awful through the first three quarters against the Chargers. Um, uh, Broncos defense is pretty good, so I don't really want to mess around with Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't really have any much interest in this game. So if there's no Calvin Ridley, 
I do like Julio Jones at okay. 7,200. He's probably one of my favorite wide receivers in that price range just because, I mean, without Ridley last year, the final three games, he had 48 targets Holy. during that three-game span. Like, that is insane. And he had double-digit targets last week against the Panthers with Ridley getting banged up. So we know what the upside could be for Julio, and uh, we just saw what Keenan Allen did against his Broncos defense as well. So Julio at 7,200, definitely in play if there is no Calvin Ridley. I hear what you're saying about Drew Locke. I, st- I kind of like Judy at 4,700 just because he's so cheap. And Noah Fant at 4,600, the Falcons are allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So I, I guess by default, if I like those guys, I have to – Kind of like Drew Locke. Maybe, uh, maybe Drew Locke is the Millie maker. 5,200. Like, the thing is, the Falcons defense looked pretty good last week against the Panthers. I'm not buying that. You're not buying it? No. I mean, they were getting after Bridgewater. I, I believe yeah, the really Panthers were. had some issues with their offensive line last week. Uh, yeah, uh, people were blaming it on the offensive line, but I think if you look at the game, it's possibly more about Bridgewater not recognizing protection calls. We're not making the right protection calls and not recognizing blitzes and maybe Joe Brady not adjusting very well. Like they kept sending the blitz on the left side and they just weren't ready for it. So I would hesitate to say the Falcons defense is improving, although we have seen them get better in the second half of the season. So for Locke, I'm on the fence. I don't love him. 5,200. He's just super cheap. Uh, the two quarterbacks that I like that are sub 6K this week are Derek Carr and Drew Locke. And honestly, my favorite five quarterbacks are the Bills, the Bills and Seahawks, yeah. the Chargers, Raiders, and probably Drew Locke is fifth on okay. that. Okay. All right. I, I, I have no problem with Drew Locke exposure. I don't know why. I just, something, I, I feel like people might be irrationally on him because of what he did. I, I think, I think so too. I, I think people are talking themselves into Drew Locke for cash, which just does not seem like it would end well. That seems like a bad idea. Are the the Broncos are kind of good? Are they? Are they good? They beat the page. I don't. I don't know. Nah, maybe not. They, they should have beat. The, they could have beat the Titans in Week One. They kept it close to the Steelers, so that it was garbage time, and Locke got hurt. Got blown out by Tampa Bay. Beat the Jets. Beat the Pats. But so the Chiefs didn't throw all over them because they didn't have to. The Pats are a running team. The Jets can't throw the ball. The first three weeks they did give up. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a Julio game. Okay. Yeah, I, I just don't see how else they're going to get offense, right? Like yeah. the, the Broncos have actually been really good against the run, and Todd Gurley is just so bad. It is the guy's running with cement shoes on. It's it's rough to watch. It's with some what on? With cement shoes. Oh, cement shoes. Oh, this is cement shoes. I was like, what? Oh, this is he's like <laughs> yeah, running he's got with mustaches on his on his shoes. <laughs> Um, all right. Dolphins at Cardinals. The Dolphins defense exploded last week. Cardinals minus five. They're coming off their bye. Cliff Kingsbury, I think, uh, I think, yeah, they're coming off their bye. Uh, over under is 48. So this might be the biggest mistake of anything I've ever said on this podcast. And I'm sure that there's been, just been a ton of mistakes. It's not going to be worse than like five things I say each day. So don't worry about it, Frank. But I, I'm scared of Kyler Murray in this spot. I, I don't, I don't like Kyler Murray in this spot. He's, I think the second, that, he's the second most expensive quarterback on here. But, but you know what? People are going to talk about his rushing floor and the fact that Kenyon Drake is out. He might run even more than he is. So, I mean, he leads the NFL in rushing yards among quarterbacks. He's like 437 rushing yards. So I understand, like, that floor is massive for fantasy, but the, the price point, 7,800, I really like what I've seen from this Dolphins defense the past couple of weeks. They have a really strong secondary. They're getting after the quarterback as well. I don't love it, so I might be burned by that statement with Kyler Murray, but obviously, like, Chase Edmonds at 6,800, I do think is in play. The Dolphins, where they do struggle, is against the run. I don't know that they're going to increase Edmonds' workload by a huge margin. Like, you'll probably see 15 to 17 touches, but that should be enough for him to pay off at 6,800. With, I'm going to have, do you think Edmonds will be, so Edmonds is, is, is the, Fifth highest price running back. I don't think he'll be that owned. I think that he will. I think he'll be up there. Okay, will be like I think we'll see a lot of Cook, and I think we'll see a lot of Henry, and potentially some Jacobs. But if maybe you're right because the guys below him are Mike Davis, 
we don't know if, if McCaffrey's playing. It's hard to play Mike Davis. Uh, Zeke Elliott, who n- nobody wants anything to do with Dallas right now, especially against Pittsburgh. Right. Um, Josh Jacobs will be very attractive, I think. Gurley, as we mentioned, I don't think anybody's attracted to Gurley. And there's a, it's like sixth next to him, you know, like the, the red, bad, tough defense. Clyde Edwards Hilaire hasn't been, people are just scared of him too right now. Jonathan Taylor's questionable. Miles Gaskin out. Antonio Gibson. And then like David Montgomery and David Johnson to get like you're all, you know, at that point you're, you're way down there. So maybe you're right. Maybe Edmonds is owned. What I was surprised by last week, Frank, was that the Rams, although I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised because, um, uh, Sean McVay does this all the time. The Rams were gashing the Dolphins on the ground with Daryl Henderson. And then he just started throwing with golf a bunch. It made no sense whatsoever. So I wonder if the Cardinals might be interested in actually continuing to attack on the ground. Yeah, and it's a fair concern. I, I think Edmonds, knowing what we know now, without knowing if Jonathan Taylor is out or if Ingram is out, I would say that Edmonds is probably the third or fourth highest owned running back Okay, this week. So, And I do think that they can lean on him quite a bit in the spot. All right. I, I will have interest in, in Edmonds for sure. Uh, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Just the price is so massive, right? And for the... Game oh, he's mode. the highest price wide receiver. I mean, for yeah. 400 bucks, you can come down to DK Metcalf. Or you could just go down to Julio at 72. Yeah. Save a thousand bucks and go with Julio. Yeah. And it's so Hopkins, are Metcalf. Hopkins Murray stacks going to be un- unowned or are people on them this week? I, I think they'll be underowned for sure in GBPs. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to have a Hopkins Murray stack. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, uh, can you go with an Edmonds Murray stack? It's not crazy. Like Edmonds saw 14% of the targets while he was a backup running back. He might even see more than that. That was like the ninth highest among running backs. So I don't think that that is, that might be the way to go. If you do want to stack the Cardinals, you're getting all the red zone work, right? Like if they get in the red zone, you're getting something there, right? I mean, unless it's like a Christian Kirk jet sweep and even that should count as a touchdown pass. Yeah, it would. And there's no bring back on this game either just because. I don't think I so. don't know what to expect from Tua, and they did not throw the ball much last week, and now Miles Gaskin is out too. So their offense was horrific last week. I was very bad. I watched all that game because I was very excited about Tua, and it was just a an extremely boring game. Yeah, it was terrible. And they scored twice on yeah twice on like special teams and whatnot. Um, okay, lost my place. Ravens at the Colts. Ravens minus two and a half over under 47. As you point out, probably no Jonathan Taylor. He's questionable. We recorded this on Wednesday, so we don't know. That should factor into your situation. Jordan Wilkins will become cheap. Phillip Rivers has been dealing, but I don't know that you can get behind him against Baltimore. And the Colts play. Matt Eberflus likes to play a zone defense. And if Darius Leonard is playing, I mean, I'm – I'm tired of throwing my money away waiting for Lamar Jackson's big game. I'm just going to have to take the L on it and, and move on, I think, at this point, Frank. Yeah, and I've been avoiding Lamar for a while now. So uh, it's hard to get behind it the way that this Colts defense has played. So I, when it happens, it happens, sure. And then maybe, you know, that'll open us up to Lamar then the following week. But I, I'm I'm not really getting behind him in this spot. Mark Andrews. While I don't like Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews is now below 5,000, Will. That's that absurd. Is crazy. That That's is absurd. crazy. So at 4,800, if he's not your favorite, he has to be one of your favorite tight end plays of the week. The Colts have allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends and have not given up a touchdown. But streaks are meant to be broken, Will. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a cheap price for Mark Andrews. It's, it's, it's just way too cheap. And he, he, I mean, he has big games. And it is the, and it, he won't be owned either. I think he will. You think he will? He's he's going against the first ranked defense by against tight ends. I think him and uh, Noah Fant. I think will probably be the two most highest owned tight ends this week. Okay. Squeaky wheel game for uh, Hollywood Brown. I was about to ask that. I don't know that it's the same thing as like a squeaky wheel, um, like To game. You know, you know what I mean? Like like Beckham game. Yeah, I just don't know that their offense will operate like that. Yeah, they're just oh yeah, it's Hollywood Brown. Come on, man! Like what? They're never going to get him up to ten targets. They just yeah. don't pass all that much. They want to run the football. When they pass, it does go to Brown mostly and to Mark Andrews. Last week it was Willie Sneed, so that was frustrating. Yeah, he caught a touchdown pass though. Like what's he? What's he whining about? 
I think that was his only catch of the game on was, two yeah. targets. Three targets, I think, yeah, because I had a Lamar Hollywood stack like a Jabroni. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pay at that price, 6000 I think this game is an underplay. I was wrong about that last week, of course, with the Colts, but I, I would take the under in this spot. Uh, I would also probably, I don't know, Bears at Titans, Titans minus five and a half, the over under 46 and a half. Woo! As a robust under for a, a robust over under for a Bears game. I believe that, that was wasn't a question. I believe it was in the, that range last week for the Saints. I think they were 45. Yeah, it was. Oh my God, it went over. It shouldn't have. It had no business going over. That killed me. Yeah. Did I uh, think- I think it's a decent spot for Derrick Henry, 7,900. I'd rather personally spend up to $300 more for Dalvin Cook, but it's hard to ever say that you're going to completely fade Derrick Henry because we know what the upside could be. And it's not a bad spot because they are favored in this game. The Titans are favored in this game by almost a touchdown. And the way to attack Chicago is on the ground. When they've struggled on defense, it has been to running backs. So I think with all that, Derrick Henry is a decent play, but personally I still prefer Dalvin Cook. Okay. Do you think, um, who has more, surely Cook will have more ownership. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you think the, the red and green stuff next to the names of these guys matters when people are picking? It might matter, matter for like the casual player, but yeah. I think, you know, people who do their research, you know, they know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. I could, I mean, Henry, I mean, Henry just gets carries. I mean, he's going to get 15 to 30 carries every, like every time. Yeah, his workload has been down the past month compared to the first month of the season where he was legitimately seeing 30 carries a game in that range. He's been more, you know, 18 to 22. But even then, he leads the NFL in red zone opportunities. He has over 40 red zone opportunities. So when they get down there, they are feeding Derrick Henry. That type of touchdown equity is just massive for fantasy. Yeah, that's a, that's a big number. All right. I mean, in fact, you even go Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook combo. Well, then. Will, you're not getting any of your Seahawks. No, right, right. Yeah, this is not a, yeah, this is not, not with Diggs and Lockett. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you get your out. Marvin Joneses of the world, but. I right. right, would you rather have expensive wide receivers or expensive running backs? It depends how the week shakes out, but I, if we have those injuries open up, I don't see why you can't have a combination of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but looking at this week, I so would think, aim- Has it mattered this year, though? Like, I feel, I feel like chalk running backs have not paid off very well. Yeah, I think it has been a better year for higher price wide receivers just in general on draft. I feel like every time, cause one of the tenets of DFS has been like pay for running backs for a while. Like the, you know, running, you know, there's more volatility at the wide receiver position week to week. You're going to get carries, yada, yada, yada. But this year it's almost like the dudes who are blowing up and winning tournaments for people are like a Dalvin, a questionable Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon who went to the hospital and, or, or you know, like James Robinson, who's cheap, Mike Davis. I mean, it feels like the t- Zeke's. Like the, the, the chalk running backs, with the exception maybe of Derrick Henry, have just not paid off. No, that's a good point you bring up. Kamara has had a bunch of floor games recently and he's been fine, you know, 20 to 25 DK points, points but he hasn't had those blow up games. Every week we come back here and we're talking about which Seahawks wide receiver is blowing up or DeAndre Hopkins having a massive game. So it feels like it has been a little bit more predictable from the wide receiver position rather than the running backs. Uh, no bears, right? Uh, Allen Robinson's fine against a bad Titans defense. Yeah, no, he's and I don't think he'll be very owned just because it's just not an exciting game environment. So, from a GPP perspective, not bad for Robinson and Montgomery. Ooh. We're we're also waiting for Montgomery to. He was actually better last week. Yeah, his longest carry of his career, I think, last week. You know, you know, I would hate in a GPP either. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is. $3,900. Oh, sign me up. And he's seeing a decent amount of their air yards, too. When they're taking shots down the field, it's to Darnell Mooney. They could be they, playing from behind in this game. They take shots. They take one deep shot to Darnell Mooney every week, and it'll probably be frustrating because, you know, you got to deal with Nick Foles missing, missing the throw. Oh, my God. I mean, it's so bad. But, I mean, I do think there's a chance that it, that it has a, you know, that it goes deep. So, I would, I would certainly consider it. Uh, all right. Two games with low totals. Let's just attack them all at once because yeesh. Steelers minus 14 at the Cowboys over under 41 and a half and the Giants at Washington. Washington minus three over under 41 and a half. Uh, I don't 
I don't know that I have a whole lot of interest in anybody. I will not play any Giants. I think you could play the Washington DST. Um, maybe Terry McLaurin is of interest. Although he'll draw James Bradbury, I would assume, in shadow coverage. So that's no thanks. And then James Conner is it, right? Am I wrong there? No, I think that is that makes sense. I like both defenses in the Washington and Giants game. The Giants defense has played pretty well. They have been and actually pretty I'm good. I'm not worried about Kyle Allen really, but the price for McLaurin has caught up. He's 6,500 on DraftKings. Sees a massive amount of their targets, but you know, Bradbury is you know in the back of my mind for sure. Sterling Shepard I don't hate as a sub 5K. I believe you mean Russell Shepard. Russell Shepard. You didn't hear him call. They called it. They're like Russell <laughs> Shepard's running wide open here. It's like greasy. Come on, man. Like, oh my gosh. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, forty-eight. He's seen twenty-six percent of the targets in his last two games since returning from injury. So, big part of the offense. Washington secondary has been actually really good, but you know that that type of target share I think is uh, somewhat intriguing. And then in the Steelers and Cowboys game, Steelers defense. Sure, but you have to pay a decent amount, so I'd rather... They're like $6,000 or something ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I'll use one of the Giants or, or Washington. $4,900 on DraftKings for the Steelers' defense. And so much. But you know what? I think, I'm glad they did it. Like, I'd rather you price it up, DraftKings. Then don't make them like $4,000 and then everybody's on the Steelers. Because I think there's a really, 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 really good chance they have a pick six or a scoop score, seven sacks... Like, I think they could pay off that price. And they probably thought it was going to be Ben DiNucci when they set that price, too. And not yeah. that Gilbert or Cooper Rush are. You know, Cooper Rush was literally promoted from the practice squad to a name starter. Yeah. Like, that's pretty unheard of. They could pay off that price, but it's just a big price tag for a defense. James Conner, 6,900. He's in play. It's a good matchup against the Cowboys. That's and a good stack. They're 14, 14 point favorites in this game. Can't. Can't really get behind any of the Steelers wide receivers. This is a frustrating situation to figure out on a weekly basis. Big Ben does not throw the football down the field. Yeah, no, they just throw it at the line of scrimmage and, all right, Juju, try and do whatever you can. He's the most reliable of their wide receivers, Juju, um, but don't really like any of those guys. If you want to get crazy, Amari Cooper is just 5,600. If you want to get crazy. He, yeah. looks, he looks checked out. Even too crazy for you, Will? Even too crazy for me. The Steelers secondary has not been good. It hasn't. They struggle against wide receivers. But I don't. I just don't know how the, the Cowboys will have any time to protect Cooper Rush. I think a lot of people like the Cowboys at plus four, 14. No, thanks. Not I. Um, all right. Who's your chalk? I know who your chalk play of the week is. It's Dalvin Cook. I actually have Julio Jones. Okay. All right. But I like both for sure, Dalvin Cook or Julio Jones. So if you if you want to take Dalvin Cook as yours, I I'll take Dalvin Cook as mine. Oh no, I'll take Chase. Uh, yeah, I'll take Dalvin Cook. Sure, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I'm gonna take Julio Jones, seventy two hundred. Do you think that. he'll be chalky? I do. Yeah, I think he'll be one of the highest owned wide receivers this week. Okay, uh, I, Dalvin Cook and Julio Jones should both smash this week. There's no reason. There's really no reason they shouldn't. And a super value play of the week. I brought his we name usually say under 4K. I'll let you say Amari Cooper if you want. <laughs> That's like our super contrarian play of the week is Amari Cooper, 5,600. Yeah, uh, but I do like Marvin Hall at 3,800 for the Lions going up against the Vikings secondary. He had over 100 receiving yards last week, seven targets, the same amount as Marvin Jones, actually. So if you're, I don't think you want both Lions wide receivers. If you just want to take the savings, he's $1,300 cheaper than Jones. Okay. Um. Oh, I, sh- I don't want to go with Duke Johnson. Oh, I know who I'll take. Anthony Miller. I like that call, too. 11 targets the last game. Over your boy Mooney? Oh, Mooney. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mooney or Miller. I'll take either one of them. Yeah, give me, I already mentioned Mooney. Mooney's 100 uh, cheaper. Yeah. I'll take, uh, I'll take either one of those guys, I think, in a spot against a Titans secondary that can be torched. They don't rush the passer. The Titans defense just isn't very good. And in theory, the Bears will be playing catch up. So full, I think they'll take some shots. Uh, they'll probably shift some coverage to Allen Robinson. I mean, I hate, you hate back in the Bears. Oh, you hate back in the Bears. You, you really, really hate it. Although 
the other one I would look at too, if John Brown doesn't, is John Brown questionable or is he good to go? Sorry. I know that's, I'm, I'm doing a Ryan Wilson. What's the total in that game? <laughs> Let's see. Pull it up for you. Uh, John Brown is questionable. Correct. Uh, so if John Brown doesn't play, Gabe Davis against Seattle would be a good value play as well, I think. Under yeah, they love that kid. Yeah. He only had two targets last week. So I don't think people will be super high on him. But he gets involved in the passing game in the shootout. He's a good, uh, and Josh Allen looks his way when John Brown's not out there. That's just how it works. Yeah. The Bills really do like him too. And, and his snaps have been up in those games without John Brown. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, beer. Any beer? No surprise. I had another sour beer last week on <laughs> Thursday night football. Marvel of Doom from KCBC. I've been hitting up this local brewery a lot recently. It's pretty close to me. 15 minute drive on the old moped. You've got a moped? I've got a moped. That's bearing the lead. Do you have a car or just a moped? Just a moped. Are you? I guess you're in New York. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. I get my groceries delivered. I have a laundromat around the block from the house. I, I just, I don't really need a car. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I work from home. Where in New York do you live? I live in Maspeth, Queens. Okay, I don't really know that very well. But is it, do a lot of people have cars? I would assume people don't. Oh, yeah. Parking is tough around here. Like, there's alternate side parking. Ugh. A car in New York sounds like hell on earth. It's it's an absolute mess. Throughout the pandemic, my parents actually let me basically just have one of their cars. Because they weren't leaving. Yeah. Yeah. They needed it back. So I don't blame them. I got, <laughs> I got a moped. <laughs> I don't know if you know this pandemic's still going on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, that's a good call the moped. Um what, uh, what, oh God, what beers have I had? I'm like forgetting, forgetting what I had. I always write it down because my memory is terrible. And if I was just on I'm the like, spot, look, I'm like, look over here at the fridge. I'm like, what did I drink in there? That's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had some, I think I had some, uh, just wicked I, weed for the third week in a row. I, I had some wicked weed. I had a freak of nature last night before I, I drank a lot of red wine and bourbon last night. Oh, the, uh, a new ABC store opened up right around the road. Cause you know, we can't buy liquor at like, you know, stores or whatever. And like to celebrate the opening, they got the, a big influx of Blanton's and Buffalo Trace. And so I ran up there and I was like, Hey, uh, got any of that Buffalo Trace man? They're like, yeah, we got some on the counter, one per person. I was like, ah, really? They're like, I'll tell you, you know, tell you what, take this one, walk out to your car, put it in your car, come back in and ask for it, ask for another one. They let me get two. Oh, yeah, so I got two bottles of Buffalo Trace hidden up here. I'm going to let everybody get to it. So that's, that's the beer I've been drinking is whiskey. Um, all right. Follow Frank at Roto underscore Frank on Twitter. Read his stuff all over the place and, uh, listen to, fa- are you, how, you do fantasy football today, right? I mean, I, I'm all over. The, I'm still hosting fantasy baseball today. I'm, I'm on. Oh, that's right. You host fantasy baseball today. I for, completely forgot about that. Yeah. I'm on hey, the FFT. You with job. Yeah. I'm on the FFT Saturday mailbag. Okay. There you go. Um, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks, man.